Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. I am so excited to officially be kicking off this podcast with a topic that I love to talk about, and that is detoxification. Being that this is all about supporting your health and your hormones and your vitality and your energy, it makes sense that we dive into detoxification. And it is the spring season where many women are diving into their spring cleanses and their spring detoxes. So I really wanted to dive into this topic and really help you understand the connection between detox and your hormones and how you can implement really simple and effective strategies for cleaning up the chemical and toxic clutter in your life. So an important question to start with is, what is detoxification? And to me, the definition is really resting, cleaning, and nourishing the body from the inside out. Ultimately, with detoxification, what we're really doing is removing and eliminating toxins. And then we want to focus on feeding our body with really healthy nutrients. I think so many women get confused about detox and they feel like they have to run out to the health food store and buy this fancy detox kit or these crazy detox herbs or go on some really intensive protocol, which basically has you running to the bathroom. And that's not exactly what detox is all about. Now, that's one form of detox. And I think that including herbs and whatnot and certain supplements can be beneficial, but it really comes down to nutrients. And we want to get those nutrients from our food. So this is really all about using nutrition as a way to detox our bodies. And also on top of that, eliminating the things in our environments that are bringing in the toxins and the chemicals. So for example, We know that our food has herbicides and insecticides and pesticides and the GMOs. Of course, these are the things we want to avoid, and we really want to focus on getting as much organic and local food as much as possible. This is really essential to supporting our liver, which is our main detoxifying organ. And if we want to get in all of those healthy nutrients, eating foods from organic-rich soils is really going to to allow us to do that. Another area we really want to look at is our water. And if you are drinking tap water, you have got to make the switch. So my boyfriend and I order our water from Cedar Springs Water. And if you're in the local GTA area, you can definitely check them out. We get water delivered right to our condo. And it's wonderful because the water comes delivered in glass bottles, no plastic, so no BPA, which is great. So you can definitely call them up and order your water from them. 
highly recommend them and we've been using them for years. It's all spring water and spring water is just really loaded with so many amazing minerals that it picks up from deep within the earth and it's just a really high vibe water. So if you're drinking your tap water and if you're using the Brita, unfortunately, is really not going to cut it in terms of getting out a lot of those toxins and chemicals. So with our water supply, our water system is really not effective at filtering out medications and birth control pills and antibiotics. This is literally showing up in our water supply. And I know it sounds crazy, but you are literally drinking your neighbor's birth control pills. So this is why having good quality water is so essential to our overall hormonal health. Outside of water, we have to think about things that we're using in our everyday environment, household cleaning products, our beauty care products. So You've got products at home that have the skull and the bones on the cover on the front of the bottle. You've got to throw those out. So anything with skull and bones, you know that that is highly toxic. And if you are using these products to clean your house, you are not only touching these chemicals, but you're also inhaling them as well. And another area that I think is really important that we focus on when it comes to detoxification and just cleaning up the toxics, toxic load is to look at our bathroom. Because if we're using these chemical products to clean our bathtub, for example, and products that maybe contain bleach, here we are stepping into the shower, having a hot shower, opening up our pores while we're taking a shower, and now we're allowing all those toxins and chemicals to really seep into our pores and get into our body. So it's really essential that we clean up these products. We use a lot of essential oils at home to clean our countertops. Simply using white vinegar and water as a spray, you can throw in some extra lemon essential oil if you want to add a nice scent to that or some lavender. I mean, that is a great spray that you can use for cleaning your countertops and in your kitchen or in your bathroom. So there's a lot of natural products out there. If you are heading out to your health food store, you can definitely search up some really great brands that have no toxins, no SLS, no parabens, and they're really clean products. So it's really important that you start to make that switch to cleaner household products. And then beauty care. This is such an important area to address because women are applying 10 to 20 plus products a day from their shampoo, their conditioner, to maybe like hairspray, and then the dental products we're using, the body lotions and the creams that we're using, and then whatever facial skincare products we're using, and then the makeup, the eyeshadows and the foundations and the mascara and the blush and the lipstick and the lip liner. These contain lead and SLS and parabens and polyethylene glycol and alcohol and color pigments and synthetic fragrances, all chemicals that are going to impair the liver 
overload the liver and essentially back up the liver. And the liver's job is to truly detox out all of the chemicals and everything it comes in contact with. So if we're really trying to eat clean and support our liver detoxification pathways, but then we're using all of these chemical beauty care products or household cleaning products, we are really backing up our liver. And think about the 10, 20, 30, 40 plus years of using these products on a daily basis. So it's really essential that we work to clean up these things in our environment. And there are so many incredible beauty care brands out there on the market that are organic, that are all natural, that do not contain the SLS and the parabens and the sodium benzoate and any synthetic fragrances and colors. You don't want this in your beauty care products. Some wonderful skincare brands that I love using are Living Libations. I love Consonant Skincare. There's just so many amazing brands to check out. So I highly recommend doing your research. If you live by a Whole Foods, we live right across the street from a Whole Foods, and they carry a lot of amazing brands over there from skincare and beauty care and a lot of makeups. So it's really nice to head on over there and check out all the products that they've got and read their ingredients and see what's new and see what's coming out on the market. So let's talk about the liver because your liver is your main detoxifying organ. And it literally has over 500 jobs to do. It is a very, very busy organ. So yes, it helps your body to eliminate toxins but it's also detoxifying your blood. It also produces bile, which helps you break down fat. And in terms of hormonal health, your liver actually helps to metabolize your hormones. So it really is breaking down those hormones and any excess hormones in the body. Your liver also stores essential vitamins and minerals, and it aids in digestion, especially the digestion of fats. Your liver will also destroy old red blood cells, and it's going to process nutrients absorbed by the intestines, which means more absorbability of nutrients. So it's really essential that we support our liver. And outside of all of those things, it's also breaking down things like alcohol and medications and any type of environmental toxins you're touching or breathing or eating. So the liver has a lot of work to do. And you can imagine, just like I said earlier, what will happen to your liver with 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years of having all this type of toxicity and chemical exposure coming into the body, your liver will become very, very overwhelmed. And essentially, the detoxification process will really slow down. So where is the liver located? I think it's really important that we actually know where our liver is on our body because it's important that we give it a lot of love. And so your liver is located just on your right side, just under the ribs. And I always love to put my hand over my liver and just send it some love, maybe give it a little bit of a massage every now and then. And it's important that we know where it's located, especially if anybody is using any type of castor oil packs, which I love and I'm going to dive into shortly. It's a wonderful detox protocol and strategy that you can use at home. And so what are some risk factors for impaired liver function? So what are some symptoms that we might be 
experiencing of impaired liver function. So things like bloating and gas or acid reflux and heartburn. We might also experience constipation or inability to lose weight. Maybe we have chronic fatigue or we have estrogen dominance and a lot of PMS symptoms. Maybe we have acne or a lot of hormonal acne. Maybe we are experiencing rosacea or eczema. Moodiness and anger is often associated with an impaired liver function. So these are some symptoms that you might be experiencing if your liver is a little bit sluggish. So what about liver and estrogen? Because liver and estrogen dominance typically goes hand in hand. And so Estrogen is a really big player in our menstrual and our sexual health. It helps build the uterine lining, it keeps our vaginas lubricated, and it even helps to keep our mood elevated. So once estrogen has actually done its job in the body, it is sent to the liver so it can be broken down and removed through the colon. Unfortunately, though, if your liver is all backed up from excess toxins, then it's unable to function optimally and it cannot remove estrogen at its normal rate. So what happens is that estrogen is not metabolized properly and now it gets reabsorbed back into the body. So even if your liver is functioning properly, there's another factor to consider here, specifically with estrogen dominance and toxic overload, and that is chronic constipation. So if your bowels aren't moving and you are backed up, then that's also going to cause the estrogen to get reabsorbed back into the bloodstream. Because fiber and having enough fiber intake, which will help support constipation, this will help increase the excretion of excess estrogen. So if your liver is backed up, then it's going to have a hard time metabolizing the excess estrogen, and that estrogen is going to get reabsorbed back into the body. But also, if you're chronically constipated and your bowels are slow, it's not going to eliminate the estrogen through the bowels which now means it's going to get reabsorbed back into the bloodstream. So the liver and the bowels, they really do work hand in hand. And the better your liver functions, typically the better your bowels and your gut will be functioning. And in turn, if those are both functioning really well, that's also going to mean you're going to metabolize that estrogen and break it down that much better. Because oftentimes, women are not drinking enough water, they are not drinking enough or eating enough fiber and getting enough fiber into their diet, and they are consuming a lot of sugar and a lot of carbohydrates, and it's slowing down their bowel movements, it's backing up the liver, and now they're building up this estrogen in their body, which is leading to estrogen dominance. And so this buildup of estrogen in the bloodstream will cause you to experience things like fibrocystic breasts, PMS and PMDD, which basically means you'll have more emotional symptoms like anxiety, depression, and maybe sappiness, and snappiness as well as the sappiness. Migraines, so definitely like pre-period migraines and headaches. You may also experience irregular periods and heavy bleeding. 
Also things like endometriosis and fibroids and infertility. This can all happen with a buildup of estrogen in the bloodstream. And it just all goes back to supporting and detoxing the liver, which in turn is also going to support the gut. And now this is really detoxification. And this is really how supporting detoxification from a hormonal standpoint so that we can really get out and metabolize the excess estrogen so that we can better support hormonal health. So causes of estrogen dominance are very similar to liver detoxification. You know, things that are toxic to the liver is also going to be causes of estrogen dominance. So tap water, your beauty care products and household cleaning products, any type of genetically modified soy. And this can be a really controversial topic because I think that a little bit of soy, as long as it's organic and fermented, is okay. As long as we're having that on rotation, the problem is when we are eating these things all of the time. That's when it really starts to become an issue. And especially if we're eating genetically modified foods, then even worse off. So we really want to get out the genetically modified foods. And if you're eating soy a lot, and that's really a protein source in your diet, I highly would recommend that you start to swap that out for other sources of protein. Other causes of estrogen dominance and liver toxicity, stress is a really big one. Milk and plastics, huge one here, especially because milk contains a lot of antibiotics and hormones. And it can be very mucus forming in the body as well. There's a lot of wonderful non-dairy options that you can choose nowadays from coconut and hemp and almonds. So, so many great options that you can swap out. Factory farmed meat and poultry. So again, this is just like the dairy. It's loaded with a lot of antibiotics and hormones. And so we really want to clean up our diet and focus on more organic and local antibiotic and hormone-free meats. Modern wheat is a really big one here. It is a big cause of estrogen dominance because it can also really overload the liver, but more than that, it can really impact the gut and it's very inflammatory to the gut and can really start to damage the lining in the gut. And so we really want to start cleaning up all of these different areas, the water, the food, the chemicals that we're using in the body care and the beauty care, as well as really managing our stress as well. So xenoestrogens, I mentioned plastics earlier, and xenoestrogens are basically like a fake estrogen, I guess you could say. And these xenoestrogens, what they do is they mimic estrogen in the body. So in the receptors in your body, estrogen, your normal estrogen, would fit into those receptor sites. And with xenoestrogens, they look very similar to your own estrogen. And so your body actually can't tell the difference between them because they look so similar. So these fake xenoestrogens can actually start to take over those receptor sites in the body where your own estrogen should be. Now you have this sort of fake chemical estrogen taking place of it. And where you would find these xenoestrogens are in things like lining of tin cans, plastics, fragrances, detergents, perfumes, shampoos, soaps, pesticides, herbicides, 
dry cleaning chemicals. And another big area here is tampons and pads. So any type of bleached feminine hygiene products really want to be careful there with switching over to something organic or using something like the Diva Cup because these bleached products contain a lot of xenoestrogens and chemicals. So it's really important that we eliminate these xenoestrogens because this is also going to lead to estrogen dominance in the body and really build up that, that estrogen. And then on top of that, it's also going to cause a lot of liver toxicity and slow down how the liver detoxifies, therefore slowing down how the liver metabolizes and breaks down the estrogen. Another area of concern here is alcohol. Alcohol can increase our estrogen because it is very estrogenic. Same with coffee. If you're drinking a lot of coffee and you also find that you are getting a lot of pre-period headaches and breast tenderness, it's really time to cut out and cut down on the alcohol and the coffee. In fact, having just two glasses of red wine a night can increase a woman's breast cancer risk by 250%. That is an alarming amount. So we really want to reduce or eliminate our alcohol intake. Initially for me, I mean, back in my 20s, I could say that I drank more back then than I do now. I really have gotten off of alcohol and I may have a glass of wine here or there, but it's just become something that I've noticed for myself when I start drinking alcohol. Just one glass, I wake up the next day with a terrible headache, my face is puffy, my eyes are puffy and red, and I just feel exhausted. So my body just does not really agree with it anymore, and it really does slow me down. So I've just avoided it. And when you start to eliminate these things out of your life and slowly reintroduce them, you start to really pay more attention to how you feel and if it's even worth reintroducing these things. So that's really what happened with me. I eliminated alcohol for almost a good six, maybe seven months, and then had reintroduced it at this one night. We went out, I had a glass of wine, I woke up the next day, did not feel well, and I was like, yes, that is a sign right there that this does not agree with me and I'm not okay having it, and I don't wanna sacrifice feeling that way. So of course, we all have to make our own decisions here, but if you are really feeling off in your body, if you've got a lot of estrogen-dominant symptoms going on, I highly suggest cutting out the alcohol. Okay, so let's quickly chat about the phases of liver detoxification. So your liver has two different phases of liver detoxification. First, it neutralizes and alters different chemicals and toxins in your body, and it kind of breaks them down a little bit so that it can eliminate them and pass them on to phase two. So now, of course, you don't know or see or feel any of this going on. Basically, you might eat something, you might breathe in a toxic chemical, and your liver will go to work to neutralize it and break down this chemical. And that's phase one. And then in phase two, these toxins basically become very water-soluble or they become very weak and they just become less harmful to the body to allow for better elimination. And so it's really important that we support phase one and phase two detoxification because that's how we get rid of these chemicals. So we want to support 
our liver in neutralizing these chemicals, and then we want to support our liver in breaking them down and getting them out. So how do we actually do that? Well, a few simple things. You can eat more cruciferous vegetables, your broccoli, your cabbage, your kale, your cauliflower. These cruciferous veggies contain an amazing compound called indole-3-carbonyl, sometimes known as I3C. And this amazing compound helps to neutralize and break down those chemicals in phase one detoxification. And not only that, they are loaded with so much fiber. So you can steam them, you can roast them, you can throw some frozen cauliflower into your smoothie, which is what I love to do in the mornings if I'm making a smoothie. We saute a lot of cabbage here and onions with some really great avocado oil, and it's a simple and delicious side dish. But getting in a lot of these cruciferous veggies are so important for liver detoxification. I know that there might be a lot of women thinking, but what about the thyroid? I heard you can't have a lot of cruciferous veggies and things like broccoli if you have thyroid issues. So here's the thing. If you are consuming like thousands and thousands of pounds of these cruciferous veggies, then that might be a concern. But I can guarantee that you're not. So having a few servings of these cruciferous veggies a week is not going to negatively impact your thyroid. And another tip here is that when you do eat these veggies, I encourage you to not eat them raw and do cook them and steam them or roast them and have them with some good quality fat, like an olive oil or an avocado oil. That's really going to help the absorption of the nutrients and this will not have an impact on your thyroid, okay? Another amazing food that you can include is citrus. So things like lemon and grapefruit and limes and oranges. Citrus is really high in vitamin C, and that vitamin C is going to support phase one detoxification. So I find this is such an easy one putting lemon in your water. I love to start my day with what I call my anti-aging elixir, which is a little bit of warm water, a little bit of apple cider vinegar to support hydrochloric acid in the liver as well, a little squeeze of fresh lemon, and about a serving, one scoop or so of some collagen powder. And I mix that all up and Yes, it does, you know, you get a little bit of the vinegary taste from the apple cider vinegar. I love the taste of it. And it's just a little cup that I drink in the morning in warm water. And it's incredible for the liver, digestion, bowel movements, for your skin, for your joints, for your hair and your nails from all that amazing collagen. So citrus, you can use citrus in your salad dressings. So just a really wonderful way to get in that vitamin C. So another way you can support phase one detoxification is with really potent, amazing herbs like turmeric or curcumin. So curcumin is just the active component of turmeric, and it's amazing for detoxing the liver. Plus, it's incredibly anti-inflammatory. So if you do have a lot of joint pain going on, then I highly suggest getting more turmeric into your diet. So if you're using this in supplement form, it may be called turmeric, but you may see a lot of curcumin on the market. So technically, it is the same thing. So I love to make some turmeric elixirs 
or turmeric tea by mixing some turmeric and some coconut oil and some cinnamon and ginger and a little bit of vanilla bean with some almond milk or some coconut milk and just heat this up over the stove. Maybe I'll throw it into my blender and whip it up so it gets nice and frothy. But this is a really great way to have a delicious detoxifying and hormone-supporting anti-inflammatory drink. It serves multiple purposes and it's really delicious. Another way you can support the liver and you can support phase two detoxification is by eating raw garlic, onions, leeks, and shallots. So I'm a really big fan of using these foods in my cooking. I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't use garlic and onions. And the reason these are so amazing for phase two detoxification is because they contain sulfur. So I'm sure when you've chopped your onions and your garlic before, you've gotten that like really potent smell. And sometimes you even smell it with eggs and those cruciferous veggies. When you chop like cauliflower or you chop cabbage, there's like a really distinct smell there. And that's actually a sulfur compound. And that sulfur is really important for phase two detoxification. It helps to break down those toxins and weaken those toxins so that your body can eliminate them. So this is why garlic and onions and leeks and shallots are so wonderful. And you can actually make an amazing frittata with eggs, with some cruciferous veggies, and throw in some garlic and onions and some leeks, and you've got an amazing hormone-balancing, liver-detoxifying meal there that is delicious. So this is how we want to support detoxification. We want to support it by including nutrient-rich foods and really using the food as fuel, not relying on all of these crazy types of supplements or detox kits. We want to set the stage first by making sure our diet is really clean and is free from all these toxins and chemicals because we detox every single day, every single second of every day. And the best way to support that detoxification is by the food that we eat. Okay. So outside of all those amazing foods, there's a lot of other things we can include here. Things like bitter greens, rapini, Swiss chard, dandelion, kale. Your liver loves bitter. It's very detoxifying for the bitter. So get in those bitter greens. I love to cook mine up with a lot of olive oil and some freshly squeezed lemon and garlic. Another great way to have a detox-friendly side dish to your meals. Colorful fruits and veggies. So we want to get the color because that that's basically like our multivitamin and our multimineral. Strawberries, blueberries, mango, papaya, squashes, sweet potato, beets, super rich in antioxidants and vitamin C, really supportive for detoxification. Some herbs like cilantro and parsley. These are, I know not everybody's favorite, especially cilantro because it's quite potent, but cilantro and parsley are really great chelators. So what that means is they can actually bind to different heavy metals in the body and help to flush them out. Nuts and seeds like almonds, Brazil nuts, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, these are all loaded with vitamin E, which is necessary for phase one detoxification. Some other foods to keep in mind here are avocados, walnuts, and asparagus. 
my favorite. So these foods specifically are rich in glutathione. And glutathione is like your body's master antioxidant. And it's a powerful anti-aging agent. So I highly suggest getting in more avocado, more walnuts, more asparagus. This is really going to help your body fight against free radical damage and inflammation. Another important area to address here is fiber. We want to increase our fiber intake and not just from our fruits and our veggies, but we can also get these in from flax seeds and chia seeds, and we can throw these into our smoothies. We can make great chia puddings. These are really wonderful for binding to toxins and flushing it out of the body. That's exactly what fiber does. If you want to get that extra excess estrogen out of the body, if you want to get the toxic load out of the body, eat your fiber. The fiber will literally combine with these toxins in the body and flush them out of the bowels. All right. So some other things to keep in mind here. I know I mentioned earlier castor oil packs and castor oil packs are really one of my favorite ways to detox and to really just sort of settle down in my day and kind of it's a great self-care technique that I love to incorporate into my protocols. And basically what you do here is you go get some castor oil. You can head on over to the health food store. You want to pick up a really good quality castor oil, ideally organic. So I'm not talking about castor oil, the car oil. (laughs) I'm talking about the castor oil. And this does come from a plant. So it's a really great nourishing oil for your skin, actually. And you can even use it on your face as well. But What it actually does is really detox the liver. So what you would do is the simple way that I like to use castor oil. I have this saying that goes, you rub the castor oil on from boobs to pubes. Yes, I know that sounds funny, but now you're never going to forget that. So you literally rub castor oil on from boobs to pubes and you can go put on your jammies and you just go lie down. And the castor oil will literally sort of seep into the subcutaneous fat, and it will really get in there and start to release toxins from the body. It's wonderful for digestion. And even if you just specifically rub it right over the liver, which I was sharing about earlier, is on the right side, just under your ribs. So if you rub the castor oil onto your liver or you rub it on boobs to pubes, it's going to be wonderful for detoxification and supporting hormonal health. The only thing you might want to be careful with is that if you are on your period, because it does move a lot of things along in the body, maybe you want to avoid it while you're on your period. But I find it's incredibly relaxing. And I find that when I use it in the evening time, it puts me out and it puts me to sleep. So it's a wonderful technique for sleep, for detoxification, for supporting hormonal health. Traditionally, people used to make castor oil packs. And what you would do is basically take a piece of flannel and saturate it in castor oil and then place the flannel over your liver 
and then put a hot water bottle on top and you can use it that way. So that's more of a castor oil pack and you can absolutely do that. I do have a piece of flannel and you can just keep reusing and reusing that same piece of flannel and just keep saturating it with castor oil. But sometimes I find it's just really easy to kind of rub it on all over and then kind of go to bed that way. Some other really great sort of advanced detox tips that you can include are colonics. I've spoken about this many times. If you guys have been following me on social media or over on Facebook or on my website, I love colonics. I go to the Pure Balance Clinic here in Port Credit, and Diana is the colonic hydrotherapist there. She is wonderful, and what she actually does is she uses implants. So what that means is most traditional colonics are done with just water, whereas not only does she use water, but she also uses things like wheatgrass and grapefruit seed extract and different types of essential oils and bentonite clay and using all of these things to actually help oxygenate the bowels for better probiotics and it supports the microbiome and really helps to inoculate the microbiome that way. And it just really detoxes the bowels and really gets out more of the sort of compacted debris that's in there. So I really love colonics. They've been really helpful for me during my journey of just supporting my health and kind of up-leveling my health over the years. I certainly did not start with colonics. And that's something that I've incorporated, you know, as the years have gone by. And it's just now a part of sort of my regular routine. I think that if you're starting out with colonics, Yes, it can be quite uncomfortable for sure, but it's really important that you find a great colonic hydrotherapist that you trust, that you feel comfortable with. And if you find somebody that does the implants, even better. So just another great technique that you can include. Infrared saunas, I actually cannot wait to move out of my condo because the first piece of furniture that I will buy once we buy a house, it's not really furniture. It's actually going to be an infrared sauna. So an infrared sauna is different than your typical sauna. A typical sauna just heats your skin externally, whereas an infrared sauna heats you from the inside out. So an infrared sauna, it really works to detox your body from those deep subcutaneous layers of fat and releases a lot of toxicity, gets you sweating. Obviously, sweating is another amazing way to get toxins out of the body. So infrareds are great. If you don't have one, maybe you have a spa in your area that maybe has one and you can go pay for sessions, but wonderful for anti-aging, for inflammation, for hormonal health. Many of the women that I work with in my private practice who have been struggling with fertility, I have them and their partners go and do as much infrared sauna in the shortest amount of time possible. So maybe we work out sort of what works best for them, but in terms of the time frame, but as much infrared that you can literally get in within like a three, four week period to really support detoxification. So those are just some amazing, simple and effective strategies that you can incorporate literally today. And we're talking about nutrition here, using nutrition to really fuel and support our hormones, to support our liver, to support gut health. Everything is interconnected here. And at the end of the day, 
it all starts with food. So you've been thinking about doing a spring detox or doing some type of spring cleaning. I think that it's important that we start by looking in our environment. What can we clean up? What can we swap out for something more natural and cleaner? And then looking at our food and seeing how we can really utilize nature and food and natural ingredients to support our health. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on all things detox. I'll be sure to dive into detox in a further podcast episode because there is so much to cover when it comes to detoxification. If you guys have any questions, please find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie or come join me in the Holistic Wellness private community on Facebook. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes. You never miss an episode. And I would love it if you can leave a review and Tell me how you're detoxing and what foods you're going to start implementing. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I'll see you next time. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. If you've got any questions about detoxification, other questions about future topics you'd like me to dive into, come on over to Instagram, find me at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Come ask me your questions and I'll be sure to get to those too in a future podcast. And I thank you so much for being here. I would love to hear which detox protocols and foods you're going to implement to better support your hormonal health and your energy and your vitality overall. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Please head on over to iTunes. You can subscribe to us over there. You can also give us a review. It really allows the community to find this show and to connect with us. So I would love for that. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, guys.